0: Apostolic Church located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. You're listening to our Tuesday night Bible class Inside the Pages. Our Sunday morning uh, service or Sunday morning live begins at 8 a.m. If you miss any of the teaching, preaching, or exhortation, please visit ConnectingTruth.org that is ConnectingTruth.org and click on the God on Demand for the previous messages. I'm sure there's something that would encourage your heart that will enhance your walk with Christ, build your faith in God. You know, that's, that's our purpose is to get draw closer to nurture our relationship with the Lord. This is Pastor Carl Henderson. And again, my prayer is something that said to build your faith and enhance your walk. We're journeying through the book of Ezekiel, Ezekiel name means God will strengthen. The church also is fasting and praying for deliverance of souls. Uh, We're on a fast Monday through Friday from 12 a.m. to 3 p.m. It would be great for you to join in with us as we seek the Lord, seek his will and his guidance. We need to know what God wants from us. We need to understand how to make him happy. You know, it's one thing to be in a relationship. It's another thing to to know what makes that person uh, enjoy. Uh, We all want to hear the Lord say, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I'm going to make you many or make you ruler over much. But it starts with the Lord saying, good and faithful servant. I'm pleased. We want to hear the Lord say, I'm pleased with you. Not at the end of time, but within this time. Like the Apostle Paul and Ezekiel, I'm here to lay out the facts so that you, the listener, myself, because I like to hear it again myself, can make a well-formed decision. The Apostle Paul summarized it with these words, "'Wherefore, my beloved, flee from adultery, "'and I speak as to wise men, judge ye, what I say, you'll find that in First Corinthians ten, fourteen, and fifteen. Ezekiel was called and informed by God that he was uh, to be made, or that he was made a watchman. Now, Ezekiel did not know this, and uh, like I, I've, I've been in services where uh, someone is excited and they're testifying and talking about the goodness of God and. And their grandmother or their auntie or their mom sitting there saying, oh, I knew that boy or that girl was going to be a preacher. Uh, The Lord is just you know, that's excitement. When God calls you into ministry, uh, God calls you from a long ways off. uh, As Ezekiel, he didn't know that God had made him a watchman, that God had made him a prophet until God revealed that to him. Ministry is something that God reveals to the individual and others come and confirm it. And for the Bible says out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word shall be established. He said, I was among the captives by the river of Chabar and the heavens opened and I saw a vision or I saw visions of God. Said son of man, the word of the Lord, the Lord began to speak to him, son of man, I have made thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, hear the words of my mouth. The minister's responsibility is to hear the words from the mouth of God, which means the minister should be spending time in prayer, spending some time fasting, seeking God, uh, looking into his word, understanding his word so that it, it applies to him first. The word of God applies to the minister first and then it spreads out. It doesn't, it goes, it's vertical, the minister and God, and then it goes horizontal to others. And so the Lord uh, began to deal with him and said, hear the words of my mouth and give them warning from me. Now, remember, we're in the book of Ezekiel. We're traveling through. We're understanding the mind of God. We're understanding what Ezekiel's responsibility was, what God called him to do, what the people response was should have been, and what it was, and what God's response was based upon what the people did. What we do, God is going to respond to it. What God does, we should respond to him as well. As you can imagine, Ezekiel's job was not easy. People are not easy to work with. Now, it doesn't mean there can't be teamwork or anything, but when you are dealing with people, there are challenges. And so people are not easy or easy tasks and have not been an easy task even for God. And, you know, the Bible says that when he uh, was here, uh, the Bible tells us that uh, that without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles. Uh, believed on in the world and received up into glory. Uh, when we look at the fact that uh, Christ, I, I believe it's the 10th chapter of Acts that says he he died. Uh, God shed his blood for the church. That was not an easy thing because Jesus was in the garden. He prayed until there was great drops until the, the sweat fell off of him like great drops of blood because he was seek. Is there another way? Is there another way to redeem humanity? We are and have been messed up since the garden, since Adam, and I. I'm not going too far into that right now, but but I just want to, to bring out the point that we are not easy to work with because of sin. Ephesians 4 and 32, it says, and be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, have forgiven you. So, see, we're supposed to be forgiving. We're supposed to be loving. And so we even have to be reminded, even the word of God, that we should forgive and we should uh, forgive and we should love. We should be tender hearted. We should be compassionate. Colossians 3 and 12 says forbearing one another, hmm. forbearing one another, being patient, tolerating one another. God has tolerated us and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, also do ye. So we should be forgiving. The Lord is expressing, Ezekiel 20, 15 through 21, the Lord is expressing his disappointment to his servant. Yet also I lifted up my hand unto them in the wilderness that I would not bring them into the land which I had given them. The Lord had already provided, made provision. I'm going to bring them into the land of children of Israel, which are the children of those that came out of Egypt that saw the miraculous, the miracles, the parting of the Red Sea, who were not did not make it into the promised land because of their unbelief. Um, so the children who uh, was born in the wilderness who God kept saying I gave them a land flowing with milk and honey which is the glory of all lands but because they despised my judgments and walked not in my statues but polluted my Sabbath for their heart went after idols how many people attend services unto the Lord they go to church you know this is what we've been raised to do and so we go to church But when I leave that service, I have an idol that I'm going to see. I have something that I treasure far above the Lord. Nonetheless, my eyes spared them from destroying them. God was disappointed. I want you to get that word in your mind right now. God was disappointed. God was disappointed. We can disappoint the Lord and we should not. We need to think about that. God has feelings. You have feelings. You can hear. God hears. You can see. God sees. You can speak. God speaks. You can breathe. God breathes. God has God has hands. His hand was up on Ezekiel. Uh, God moves. Uh, his eyes go to and fro. In other words, God can be disappointed. You can be disappointed. God can be disappointed. So. If you don't like disappointment, what make you think God does? The Bible says that the children of Israel despised his judgment and they refused to walk in his statues and they polluted the Sabbath for their heart went after idols. Nonetheless, my eyes spared from destroying them. Neither did I make an end of them in the wilderness. I didn't take them out. I didn't mess them up. There's a reason that God didn't do that. First off, uh, and the Bible tells us that He was mindful of those that was watching. There's somebody that is watching. There's somebody that is that has seen you, heard your testimony, knew that God has done something for you, have brought you out, has worked in your life on your and, and done things on your behalf, and they also see what you're not doing. They also observe the way you act. The attitude that you may carry sometimes, the behavior that you that you uh, display sometime, knowing that God is disappointed with that. See, you don't have to be saved. You don't have to go to church. You don't have to be religious. You don't have to be none of those things to know right from wrong. You can know that if a person say that I'm of God, if I'm a Christian, I'm a believer, I'm a saint, I'm a follower, I'm a disciple. You know, you can go down the list of how you want to name things. But are you practicing those things? Because somebody knows. Now you don't have to have a driver's license to see someone is driving on the wrong side of the street. The Bible says, I said unto the children in the wilderness, walk ye not in the statutes of your fathers, the eighteenth verse. Don't follow after what your fathers and them did, but and don't observe their judgments. Don't Follow their mindset, their attitudes and the things that they did. Don't defile yourself with their idols. They built idols. They tried to hide those idols behind walls. They were doing things. God even told Ezekiel, he said, look at their mind. I'm going to reveal to you what's going on in their mind because they're saying that uh, God don't see us. You know, many people think that God don't see them. Uh, God turns a blind eye but he winked at sin one time before, but this is a different time. God don't wink at sin like he did for them because we have increased in knowledge, which means we are accountable. We're accountable. Uh, we're, the thing that you say you don't know and understand, stop lying. You do know and you do understand. You know right and you know wrong. I am the Lord, your God. Walk in my statues and keep, my judgments and do them. Simple. I'm the Lord. Let's acknowledge who He is. He is Lord. Let's walk in His statutes. Let's keep His judgments and do them. It's not good enough to know them. It's not good enough to be able to quote Psalms 23. It's not good enough to be able to quote Psalms one and to, you know, this is what I learned as a child. This is what uh, was required of me as a uh, in my grandmother's house. This is what was required to me by my grandfather. It's not enough if we don't walk in the statues and keep the judgments and do them and hollow my Sabbath and they shall be a sign between me and thee, that ye may know that I am the Lord your God. Notwithstanding, the children rebelled against me. They walked not in my statutes, neither kept my judgments to do them, which if a man do, he shall even live in them. See, this is a lifestyle, and many don't uh, many don't know that because it's not being shared with them. But I'm, I'm here tonight to tell you that that living for the Lord is a lifestyle. Uh, they polluted my Sabbath. Then I said, I will pour out my fury upon them to accomplish my anger against them in the wilderness. Now, I want to recall your your mind back to uh, last Tuesday, where we talked about the idols of Egypt, uh, that they went after Ra, Mut, uh, Asirah. As- excuse me, <laughs> they went after Osiris, uh, Horus, Thor, Mathor, Jeb, these were God of the earth, God of war, the God of mothers, the God of knowledge and wisdom, the God of vengeance, the God of the sun, the radiance, The uh, and they worshiped the God of the afterlife, and the mother of God, they, they went and they went after these different Egyptian gods that was created. That was, you know, if you think about something long enough, if you think about something in your mind, it will become a reality to you. And that's what God does not want, a false reality. Instead of Israel leaving the idols behind them, they carry those ideologies and false beliefs and provoke God. You can provoke God into disappointment. So we see that they could not enter into the rest because of unbelief. They couldn't go into the land that had been set aside, the best land, the land flowing with milk and honey. They couldn't enter into that and remain because they provoked God. They were unable Because they did not trust him. See, when we don't trust God, we provoke God. We do things that are against his will. We do things that are that are ridiculous. We were talking about how uh, uh, people take a piece of wood and they carve it out and they create uh, something out of it. Then they start bowing down, worshiping it. They take a mold, they dig out something in the ground, pour some wax or pour some some aluminum or metal or something like that and create an image of something. And then they begin to worship it. And then when they want it to move, they have to pick it up and they have to move it. How ridiculous is that? Shouldn't the thing that you create worship you? But they worship those things that they created and they put a spirit to it. See, a spirit will can and will attach itself to different things. Mm. Let's look at it this way. I was in the car with somebody and I and I touched the radio uh, and and they went off on me because I touched the radio, not because the radio was playing a certain song is because they did not know how to operate the car. They did not know some people don't just go off because you can't operate what's in the car they go off because it is their car it's a they think their car is uh, because it has a name tag on it that it is something but all it takes is just a few minutes to wreck that and it's gone and what do you have nothing but your at your attitude that is left behind And the disappointment and embarrassment that that now others are going to look at you and say, wow, you treasured that car more than you did the company that was in it. You treasure that vehicle more than anything else. There are people that are like that. Don't touch that uh, because they treasure it more than everything. And it's just an object. It's a tool to get you from point A to point A to point B. So see, even today, in 2020, this year, there are people that idolize different things that are not God's, but yet they put it on that pedestal as if it was. We need to trust God, trust God. They did not trust God with all the miracles, with all the working, with all the signs and wonders, the different victories that they had, they did not trust God. How about you? Do you trust God? Some would say, yes. Others are thinking about it with some reservation. I I, I did not ask if you trust people. I asked if you trust God. Obedience to his word is the only manifestation. It is the only evidence that you trust him. It covers all actions. I trust God. I'm going to obey his word. The Lord said it like this. He said, if you love me, I love God. How about you? You love God. You know, the song, you know, I love God. Do you love him? Do you keep his commandments? We talk about Christianity, discipleship, believers, followers, saints. This is a lifestyle. Hebrews 12, 14 through 17 says, make every effort to live in peace with every one and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. There's things that people do, even though they say that. But listen, it's a lifestyle. Being a believer... When we talk about Christianity, it's a lifestyle. Without holiness, you cannot see the Lord. No one will see him. And you don't want to fall short of the grace of God, and you don't want a root of bitterness growing up in you. See that no one is sexually sexually immoral or in godliness or godless like Esau, who for one for a single meal sold his inheritance to his oldest son. He sold it. He sold it for a single meal. His inheritance, his rights as the oldest son, he lost them. And the Bible said afterwards that he wanted to inherit this blessing. He wanted it back. Man, I'm so hungry, I'm so famished, give me what I want. I'm physically representing the physical desire that we sometimes run around with, no matter what, what the desire might be. The Apostle Paul is using this as an example, or the Hebrew writer, You know that's disputed as far as who wrote Hebrews, we're not going into all of that, but, but uh, the writer of Hebrews uses this example right after saying sexual immorality. In other words, we're talking about feeding the flesh. Do not feed the flesh. Do not feed the flesh because you don't know what you're giving up. He wanted his inheritance. He wanted his blessing back. But he had been rejected. He lost it. And the Bible said, even though he sought the blessing with many tears, he began to cry. He began to boohoo. It did not change the situation. The blessing was gone. When we try to change our lifestyle, like the children of Israel in the wilderness, they had changed the lifestyle in which they were, should have been living. They went backwards. They went in reverse and they lost what they had. Their children lost what they could have inherited. There's only a remnant. You want to be part of that remnant. You've got to follow the judgments, the statues to do them. Now. Exodus 23 and 12. We, we follow the Lord. This is a lifestyle, even in our recreation. The Lord says six days are ye to do work. But on the seventh day, ye shall cease from your labor so that your ox and your donkey may rest. And the sons of your female slaves and even as well as your strangers may refresh themselves in business is uh, Ecclesiastics 910. Whatsoever thy hand find to do, do it with all your might. When we go to work, we should be working with all our might. When we in service with the Lord, we should be giving him our all. When we're out resting, we should be resting. Shut it down and rest. Enjoy your vacation. Luke 19 and 13 said, and he called his 10 servants and delivered to them 10 pounds and said unto them, Occupy till I come. Business, handle business. Uh, Matthew 6 and 24. No man can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Business. This is business. Stay focused in your business. Be a good steward. Luke 16 If then ye have not been faithful in the unrighteous wealth, who would entrust you with true riches? We got to be good stewards, so we got we have to have, you know the lifestyle that God is looking for, recreation and business, and being a steward and handling the finances. Bring y'all tithes into the storehouse. They may be uh, meat in my house and prove me now. This is how the church pays its light bills. This is how the church is able to, to be on the air. This is how the church handle churches handle their television and all this because of uh, the tithing that is brought into the storehouse that is brought into the storehouse for the purpose of the expense of the church alone. That there may be meat in my house to prove me now wherewith God is saying uh, that I will I will. I'm going to open the windows of heaven and pour you out blessings that you won't have room enough to receive because everything lines up. All of this ties together. Uh huh. Everything ties together that when you are when you are budgeting, you budget your recreation, you budget in business, you budget as a steward, you budget in your lifestyle. And this is what causes everything to line up correctly. Now, when we don't follow the the examples that was given uh, in our lifestyle, in our recreation, in our business, in our stewardship, then it throws a monkey wrench in everything else. And so therefore, then we overspend. Then we don't budget. Then we are taxed in our own mind. We're frustrated and everything is is out of the sequence that it would be in. Everything is out of sync. The children of Israel began to pick apart and choose what they wanted to obey. And eventually their choices led them away from God. Had they stayed focused on what God wanted them to do in the lifestyle, in the recreation, in the business, in the stewardship and in their finances, they would have been well off. When you look back and you think of things at times, you say, man, if I would have only did it the way I was told to do it it would have come out differently. I would have been a lot better off. Ezekiel 20, Ezekiel 20 and 11 says, and they gave them my statue. This is the Lord speaking to show them my judgment, which if a man do them, he shall live. But yet they despised my judgment, chose not to walk in my statues, disrespected the Sabbath and went for what they felt was more important. Now the Sabbath is a day or religious observance and which means that we abstain from work. This was something that was kept by the Jews on Friday evening to Saturday evening and by most of us on Sunday. The word sanctifies come from the root word kodesh which literally means to set apart as holy. The first place uh, of the word uh, Sabbath from the Hebrew verb Shabbat meaning to rest from labor, the day of rest, and to use the seven day uh, or is used for the seven day, even in Ezekiel, excuse me, in Exodus 16 and 23. The first responsibility of man after he was created was to observe, to take it all in. When God created man the sixth day, uh, the the Lord told him to be fruitful, multiply. God was showing him, showed him all that He was going to show him in that sixth day, and he was observing and he was taking it all in, so that he could appreciate what he had. You need to appreciate what you have. Don't take the job for granted. Now, I'm, I'm 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 I know I'm kind of jumping into an area here, but too many times we take things for granted. The children of Israel took things for granted. And it went soft on them. Don't take things for granted. Appreciate what you have. Uh, from on the sixth day, the sixth day before the Sabbath, before what we consider the Sabbath the seventh day, uh, man was created and absorbed, shown everything to take it all in and to appreciate it. You need to appreciate what you have, appreciate the job. Uh, if you were out of work for nine months, you certainly would appreciate the job that you had. Throwing away relationships instead of getting a better understanding and working together to better, uh, so that you can have better nights, better days, better weeks, better months, and years, uh, in and years out in the relationship instead of being alone. Hmm. I was talking with a, a young lady, she's married. we were talking about church and different things, and and so uh, she had made a comment about being single, or oh, she had the single life, and she's married, and she's talking about the single life. And so the next couple of days became very cold, and I mentioned how I was at home, and i I turned on the fireplace, and you know it was nice cuddling weather. it was you know the kind of weather and the fireplace on that you can cuddle. And she was like, "Oh." she liked what she was hearing and i had to let her know that see you talk about a single life but if you uh, didn't have a husband you couldn't immediately enjoy the moment of cuddling the grass is not greener on the other side the children of israel thought it was greener everything is new in the beginning then it becomes the same bowl of rice you know i, I heard that phrase somebody told uh, told someone said, you know, you've been, you got married, you're eating the same bowl of rice. Listen to this husband's, listen to this wife. Uh, you've been uh, girlfriend, boyfriends, fiance's, uh, you've been eating the same bowl of rice, you know, you need to try something different. Don't you know that the person telling you that is going to become the same bowl of rice after a while, too? Hmm. You don't like that rice? It's up to you to make it out to morning rice. It's up to you to add some gravy to that rice. It's up to you to turn it into sweet rice or to make rice cake or chatrina, which is a spicy, rice, And certainly you should make some dirty rice. Time and those those with experience can teach you how to make the perfect bowl of rice. Genesis 1, 27 through 31 and chapter 2, 2 through 3. And I'm winding down with this, but it said, so God created man in his image And in the image, God created him, male and female, created them, and God blessed them. God blessed them. You were blessed from the beginning. And God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowls of the air, and over every uh, living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, Behold, I give you every green herb uh, bearing seed, which is upon the earth, And every tree in which uh, is the fruit of a tree and yielding seed to you for me and to every beast of the earth and to every fowl of the air and everything that creepeth on the earth, wherein there is life. I give uh, I'm giving I've given every green herb for meat, And it was so. And God saw everything that he had made and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which, um, excuse me, yes. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and he sanctified it because that in it he had rested from all his work, which God created and made. We need to rest in the lord when we've worked and we've done all that we're supposed to do god expect to give us rest and we should receive that rest we should want to rest in the lord not try to rest outside of him and do things outside of his will because within his will is where the miraculous reoccurs constantly Where intervention reoccurs constantly, where things happen constantly, the unexpected happens, even when it doesn't seem like it will. It happens even when it seemed like time has come and gone, all of a sudden, bam, it happens. All of a sudden, uh, Sarah is pregnant. All of a sudden, Elizabeth is pregnant. Uh, All of a sudden, uh, uh, God has turned back the years of time. All of a sudden, God takes away the reproach of what it seemed like it once was, and now it has changed. All of a sudden, God sets a table before the presence of your enemies, and your cup anointed your head, and your cup runneth over. All of a sudden, uh, somebody shows up, and the power of God moves, and uh, all of a sudden, what was lamed and what was crippled and what was just not working, all of a sudden begins to work. Bless your Lord. Ha! Bless your name, Jesus. All of a sudden, because you're in the will of God. I'm sure Adam and Eve regret they traded what they had. The children of Israel traded what they had. All they had to do was walk in the statues in which God has said to keep his judgments and to do them and to recognize who he is. God bless you again. This is Pastor Carl Henderson, amen. And uh, from Cornerstone Apostolic Church, my prayer is that the word of God has been a blessing to you as it has been to us. And that if you're in the area, if you're in Pomona, California, uh, feel free. we love to see you uh, in service with us. And now our Bible class has started streaming live. Our Sunday morning is live, but on uh, beginning shortly on Tuesdays, we will also uh, be receiving calls and questions to answer on Bible class on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. at the end of the service, we will make space for uh, questions and answers. God bless you. Hope to see you soon. Amen.